a KQED television production. Of like sort of old fisherman's wharf. It reminds me of old San Francisco, and that's be a little like Jean Valjean with the yeah. teeth or whatever. Um, and worth the calories, the cholesterol, and the heart attack you might have. It was like an adventure, you know? It's probably like <laughs> you're kind of putting on your miner's helmet. It reminds me of oatmeal with a with a touch of wet dog. I did. Inhale. I always tell people when they say sommelier, sommelier, you say it sommelier, so som l yay. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by WineLuxury.com. From laptop to cell phone, Wine Luxury provides a fresh perspective into new Epicurean experiences. Wine and Dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check Please Bay Area and Wine Luxury's events and membership program. WineLuxury.com, celebrating the wine lifestyle. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the all-new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's Vehicle Donation Program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by CARS. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. We have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and then the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, nephrologist Mian Park believes that good meals shared with family and friends and eaten with gusto are one of the best medicines around. She loves to research local eateries, making her the perfect filter for restaurant recommendations. And database developer Mark Baum performs songs from South America, cooks Colombian and Latin American dishes, but revels in other adventurous dining destinations. He yearns for Lao and Thai flavors at his spot. First, though, as a children's librarian, Beth Gaussman has amazing listening skills and a great deal of patience. Her love of books is only surpassed by her passion for food and dining, and the hospitality at her chosen place is spot on. It's on 17th Street in San Francisco and is called Maverick. When looking for a name, our stipulations were uh, something American, uh, one word, easy to say, easy to remember. Maverick just really seemed to fit. We've done a lot of things here in our eight years that really go against the grain and kind of push the envelope. At the time when we opened, folks all over the country, farmers and artisanal food makers making cheese and making wine in every state, and we were really impressed by that. And so our menu is definitely inspired by uh, regional American, but evolved to uh, more of a focus on finding smaller and smaller organic farmers that will deliver right to our door. Our menu here at Maverick is very refined and somewhat modern. However, there's one dish in the menu that never comes off the menu, and that's our southern fried chicken. Anybody who hears about Maverick or knows about us would definitely say that is our signature dish. I'm also the sommelier here at Maverick, and uh, the focus of the wine list is uh, small artisan producers making European-style wines in America. And the program really focuses on demystifying the wine experience for our guests. Our goal is an educated, enjoyable, pleasant experience 
with really five-star type service, but in a casual setting. Maverick's really all about celebrating food and wine and celebrating your guests and the dining experience. Now, Beth, Maverick has been around for about eight years, right? That's have you correct. been going since it's opened? About seven, actually. Really? My husband and I, uh, at the time, he was actually a boyfriend when we started going. Mm -hmm. And at the time when we lived there, I'd say we were there roughly once a week, mm. either for dinner or for brunch. Right. Um, and I'd, I'd lead it to a couple of different reasons. The, the, con the frequently changing menu, five appetizers, five mains, and a few desserts at any given time. And I really owe that to them trying to make sure that everything that comes out of the kitchen really does excel. Every time I go, there's a different salad based right. on something that's seasonal. I order the salad more frequently at Maverick than I do at most restaurants because it's always an unusual sort of mixture. I think that Maverick has such a way with all forms of bread products, <laughs> is the only way I can describe it. The bread itself is from Acme, and it comes with a little ramekin of salted butter that I just die for. So tell me what you had when you went to Maverick. We tried the anchovies as a starter, and mm -hmm. I'm a big anchovy fan. And these were lovely. I, I like the sort of citrus flavor that mm -hmm. came with them, and the crispy toasted cracker underneath. Mm -hmm. Everything was just the perfect combination and the perfect quality. We had the fried chicken. So and, talk about mm -hmm. the fried chicken because uh -huh. now they're doing it actually to go little fried chicken buckets. You can order the bucket inside uh -huh. like and take them. Idea. Yeah, take them to go on Monday nights. We have been searching for the holy grail of fried chicken ever since we <laughs> the holy the grail. Holy grail. I mean, you found it. You found really, it. I, th I think we did at least for the Bay Area because. Years ago, my partner and I went to a funeral of right. a family member and they served the most amazing fried chicken in the world. And ever since, that was like the test and Maverick met it. Them big words, baby. It's big words. Is it because it's, it's crispy? Is it because it's, it's moist? It's because it's perfectly cooked all the way through, which is really hard with fried chicken. And it's crispy and it's got that salty, peppery fried chicken flavor. And it, it's not that uh, like Louisiana cornmeal fried right. chicken, which for me just doesn't do it. Right. We also have the pork, which um, my partner's from South America. So mm -hmm. he's all about the potatoes. And he tried one potato and that was it for him. He was like, I love this restaurant. We had the scallops for to start, which comes with a nice curry soup that's uh, very creamy and luscious. And my husband had the short rib, which was a little bit more steaky than ribby, but uh, was totally tasty. What about drinks with that? Because Michael Pierce, as I said, one of the owners, um, is a sommelier as well, and he's got selections from all over the country. You can do flights and buy the glass, and very well priced. I mean, did you have a chance to drink some of the wine? At I did. I did. Why did you say that like that? <laughs> I did. We had a half glass of the rosé <laughs> and then a half glass Which is, of allows the you to have, have different yeah, yeah. experiences exactly. with each dish. Yeah. Yeah. I had a half glass as well and I mm -hmm. actually really liked that they made recommendations exactly. and that they had mm -hmm. wines that we're excited about. I think that's the way they put it. And I also like that they serve by the half glass. How was the service to you? Because this is a place where regulars go back. They're like a team. I mean, mm -hmm. we had a lot of people serve our table. They were all really relaxed and friendly and they were working really hard. The place was packed and somehow the combination of that just really impressed me. Did you feel that, Mia? I thought the service was excellent as well. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the vibe of the restaurant. I think it's very fun but low-key. Any tips for parking? Take public transit <laughs> if you can. They're so close to the 16th Street right. BART station, the Muni stops, the, the buses a block from there. My strong suggestion would be that public transit is the way to go when you're talking about Maverick. That's what okay. we did. It worked really well for and us. And finally, desserts. We had too many. <laughs> after, after <laughs>
passing on the fried chicken, we <laughs> felt uh, we could have dessert with impunity, and we had um, a woman with her priorities. That's <laughs> right. We decided to eat healthy, so we went with dessert. <laughs> we had um, we had the peanut butter and jelly, which I thought had a very cute sounding name, and the milk and cookies. We probably could have done with just the milk and cookies because they give you a huge pile. And what kind of cookies and were on that chocolate chip that are warm right out of the oven with melty chocolate coming out of them as soon as you so as as you touch them. And um, my, my husband loves to dunk them in the milk, which uh, he enjoyed very much. And the peanut butter and jelly was tasty, but probably not my favorite dessert ever. Well, those are low-cal. All those dishes yes. are very low-cal. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to important. worry about that. <laughs> All right, Beth, Maverick is your spot. Wrap it up for us. You know, if you're looking for an upscale American, natural, high-quality food prepared with excellence, it's the place to be. Okay. And Mia? Maverick is a stylish but low-key neighborhood restaurant with elegant, comforting food. Okay, and Mark? I'd say the same, inventive comfort food at a convenient location to public transportation with the holy grail of fried chicken. <laughs> if you would like to try Maverick, it's on 17th Street between Mission and Valencia in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-863-3061. It's open for dinner every day with brunch on the weekends. Reservations are recommended and the average price for dinner is around $45. Japanese street food is featured at Mion's Pick. It's where you'll find the freshest of local ingredients along with very special imports. They make magic with pickles and tofu too. You'll find it all on Guerrero at 18th in San Francisco at a place called Izakaya Yuzuki. My name is Yuko Hayashi. The restaurant name is Izakaya Yuzuki. Izakaya means sake house, and then our restaurant name Yuzuki. Yu is comfort and the healing, and then Tsuki is the moon, so just to have fun. My chef, Takashi Saito, and I, we found out that we like the same chef in Japan, famous chef, and I knew that we can create something very incredible. We make everything from scratch. We have fresh tofu every day. We use koji. That's the foundation of everything we serve. Koji makes food easy to digest and then tastier. We have so many kind of sake. I have a sake sommelier working, and then I myself is sake sommelier too. We select sakes that are really interesting. We like to purchase ones from women's Sake master sake, it's just uh, so uh, rare. If you don't know anything about sake, we just introduce you to this new world.
All right, Mian, this is a unique Japanese restaurant, isn't it? Yes, yes. Izakaya actually means sake house, mm -hmm. and the way the owner describes it, it's a place to eat and drink and eat and drink. <laughs> and right. that's what you do when you go there. And the portions are sized so that you can do that comfortably. And they do have a sake sommelier. That's who right, comes who mm -hmm. comes to speak to you as soon as you arrive to help guide you as you wish for either sake or wine or beer on tap. What is your favorite dish when you go? Well, I never miss the chawan mushi, which is an egg custard that comes in a small pot with a little lid and a tiny bamboo spatula, which is the most silken, savory custard you've ever tasted. Uh, it comes with a small piece of urchin, some shiitake mushrooms. You'll never forget it because it's just the most memorable, silky, umami-flavored Dish. And they really talk a lot about umami, that sort of savory richness to um, the dishes. The fifth the, sense the fifth of taste. taste. The, the fifth, fifth taste. taste, absolutely. And we never miss the Hokkaido squid, which is the softest squid you've probably ever tasted. It just melts in your mouth. It comes with this special sort of aioli dipping sauce, as well as a little bit of wasabi for a spicy kick. Have you ever had the tempura? Yes, um, of course. Of very course. well known and for that. They're also very delicate, and it's not heavy. You don't feel as though the food is very greasy. Right. Uh, that goes for the karaage chicken as well mm -hmm. and for the little meatballs on skewers, mm -hmm. which are small, very concentrated portions of flavor. And what did you have when you went? Is this a, a do you go to Japanese a lot? We do, um, though not this special, specific cuisine. Mm -hmm. um, the, the dish that stood out for me was the mackerel. Mm -hmm. um, which is treated in a special way that I forget. It's koji. Salt koji. Salt koji. Yeah. Thank koji. you so much. Yes. Which is Aspergillus. Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. It's a special way of fermenting That's right. the food. Yeah. And that was... And it gives a very unique flavor. Yeah, that was really lovely. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they took a nice meaty uh, fish and split it into two parts so we could share really easily. Mm -hmm. And then they took the whole spine and fried it so that it was crispy, like this sort of... Uh, scary potato chip, and I, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what did you have, Beth, when you went? You know, I, I, I just felt that the flavors weren't as bold as very I was Very delicate expecting. flavors. They yeah. are very delicate flavors. They are very delicate flavors, and I loved the sake master, but I found that I was more into the sake piece than the food. The servers were incredibly knowledgeable, and I found that the pacing of the food was done very, very well. But we got this, the salt tofu right. to start, which I know they're known for. And we said, and she came out with the little thing of salt, and she said, I wouldn't recommend using this. This is not going to need anything. Um, so we went in with that, and I just felt that the, the tofu was very, very bland. Mm -hmm. um, we used, among the four of us, every bit of the salt that was on the table. Do you have the tofu when I you love go? the tofu, and I actually think that it's extremely flavorful and the preparation is very interesting because Yuko is very concerned about health and uses organic ingredients only and also filters the water using a Japanese filtration process that actually makes the flavor better. So I think that the quality of the ingredients and the freshness contributes to the tofu being extremely smooth and special. And I think the same thing with the vegetable rice. You know, it said seasonal vegetable rice um, I was expecting by that, I guess, more of a, like a birani that would have a variety of vegetables in it. It was the mushroom rice, and it was fine, but for $15 for rice with two, I was expecting bolder flavors. Um, we had some of the same experience, that our, our palates weren't 
prepared for mm -hmm. the delicacy of this food, and I think I'd have to go back a second time. I, my sense was it, it was about mindfulness, mm -hmm. and I might not be the most mindful eater. In our experience as Americans, I think Japanese food tends to be very salty mm -hmm. and very, very heavy on sodium, for example, in ramen dishes and um, you know even just soy sauce being on the table, mm -hmm. and the delicacy of the flavors, I think, and is what appeals to me about this restaurant. The fact that everything is very carefully orchestrated and subtle. Everything was beautifully prepared. I mean, I'm thinking of there was a there was a beef dish. I'm trying to the think Kobe of, beef in little slices. The Kobe beef in little slices, and the salad on it. You just wanted to take pictures of the food. Unfortunately, I'm I'm more of a hearty appetite kind of girl <laughs> um, to be able to appreciate this the way the way that I should. We asked the server about specials. I was right. just remembering, and and they said they had smelt. Mm. For me, smelt is something very special because it, right. it reminds me of childhood. And and their smelt were really delicate and thin. They were very lightly tempura fried. I, I was very <laughs> happy with the smelt. <laughs> and what did you have dessert-wise that you said? It was that soy panna cotta. And oh, this, this could just be the comment that my brother-in-law, like I, I took a bite and I was like, oh, I'm not into this. And I took a few more bites because I wanted to be able to describe why. And then before I could say anything, my brother-in-law said, it reminds me of oatmeal with a with a touch of wet dog. <laughs> and that really sort of encaptured my experience. I, I just maybe it's because I was comparing it to regular panna cotta, but I was not a fan of that particular flavor. The panna cotta is a soy panna cotta, so I think uh, it does evoke their very special house tofu somewhat. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have enjoyed their satsuma orange sorbet. That was delicious. And also the matcha green tea ice cream mm -hmm. house made is very special and different from your usual pint of green, green tea, tea ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is your restaurant, Mian. Wrap it up for us. Izakaya Yuzuki is a mission neighborhood experience that transports you to Japan and fills you with extraordinary flavors that you haven't tasted before. All right, and Beth? I'd come back for the sake and pickles. Um, I can't think of any other place with a sake master in the city, and that was a really neat experience, but the food left me a little cold. Okay, and Mark? It's beautifully presented, artful food that left us a little hungry when we were done, um, but I think it's perfect for a mindful eater. All right. Well, if you would like to try Izakaya Yuzuki, it's on Guerrero at 18th in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-556-9898. It's open for dinner Wednesday through Monday. It's closed on Tuesdays. Reservations are recommended, and the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $40. A centuries-old alcoholic beverage, sake hails primarily from Japan, though there are domestic versions like this craft brewer from Oregon. Sake is made from rice that's been polished to expose the starch, eventually allowing sugars to ferment to alcohol. The more the rice is milled or polished, the higher the quality. Each sake's unique character comes from not only the type of rice, but also the flavors imparted from the local water, koji spores, and yeast used. The first key to exploring premium sake is understanding the styles. If you see Junmai, it showcases an ethereal lightness. By the way, sake still is only slightly more potent than wine. If you see Ginjo or Daiginjo styles, these are the cream of the crop. Highly polished rice produces refined, elegant sake. Premium sakes account for less than a quarter of the market, so if you're going to drink sake, pick the best. By the way, you don't have to drink it hot. I recommend serving chilled sake in a white wine glass for maximum expression.
And did you know you can even get a sparkling sake? Sake to me. Mark's hidden gem is definitely well hidden. You often have to ring a bell to be let in if it's late. Now this entry belies the calm, gentle vibe and bold flavors that lie within. It's on International in Oakland at Soak Savan. My name is Nai Sili. The name of the restaurant is Soak Savan. I was born here and raised in Oakland, but my parents are originally from China and migrated to Laos. The name of the restaurant Soak Savan means paradise in heaven. We have Laos food and Thai food here. The Laos style has a bit more pungent taste to it, and the Thai style has a bit more sweeter taste. I started working here two years ago as a waitress, and then I became really close with the owners. They decided to train me to move into the kitchen. My parents taught me how to cook at home, but I didn't learn how to cook the more traditional dishes until I started to work here, and I've been cooking ever since. <laughs> When I took over the restaurant in September, I am here seven days a week from open to close. I have some great help. I have my very good friend, Karen. My mom helps out. My niece and my sister, we make all of our sauces here. This one is a very spicy sauce, which is very popular here, but be careful. <laughs> Everyone seems to love the papaya salad. My favorite thing to cook here is the nam cow. It's served as a lettuce wrap. When I see people enjoying my food, it makes me happy. Okay, Mark, now mm -hmm. tell us all why you have to ring a bell to get in. Well, it's not the best neighborhood. Oh, I thought maybe it was like a speakeasy or something. Mm, uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> you wanted Thai and the, the flavors of Yeah, one went off to Thailand a few years ago and came back and just had the best food there ever. And he, he's always looking for Thai restaurants to try. Mm -hmm. So this place is both Lao and Thai. Um, we mostly eat off the Thai menu. I find Lao food a little more culturally remote or mm -hmm. palate remote for me. Mm -hmm. um, though some of the dishes we we really have enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And um, the food there is bold and vibrant. You have to ask them to tone down the chili. I, I strongly recommend that actually. And and I just love the people there. I feel like I feel like they're trying to make a nice place in a rough spot, mm -hmm. and I applaud them for that. So there's one dish which is made with fried rice, or sort of crispy rice and fermented sausage. That's smiling. Yes. 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 Mm. yes. Mm, that's really good. It really was. So fried rice with fermented sausage and mint, the sort of classic ingredients of a South mm -hmm. Asian food, and you, you wrap it all up in a lettuce leaf, and you crumble toasted chilies into it uh, to your liking. I always crumble lots. <laughs> um, that's really my absolute favorite dish. But they have other really good ones. They have a one that's a mixture of seafood with bell peppers and eggplant, which is quite tasty. I mean, some of the classic Thai stuff, like the the coconut soup, the tom tom kha gai, is very good. It's it's just lovely, perfect balance of ingredients. I've eaten at a lot of Thai places, but it was really the Lao piece that I wanted to mm -hmm. that I wanted to dive into because I didn't have any previous experience with that. And we were the server recommended the nam cow. Which is like which is like that, but with mixed uh, pieces of crispy pork, sort of like Lao chicharrones, like <laughs> the crispy pork skin. And then the first one I had, let's see, it was the papaya salad. And she said, "Do you want it Lao or Thai?" And I said, "Well, I don't, I don't know. What would the difference be?" And she said, "Well, Lao is for the more adventurous." And I said, <laughs> "Bring it on!" And it was it was spicy, and it it came out a little bit of a gray color, but you took a bite and you were like, "Oh, this is why we're here." It was. It was very, very good, but the seafood one that you mentioned, um, it's a shame because that was possibly our only 
weaker dish of the mm -hmm. evening. We found that the eggplant to bell pepper ratio, that there was far more bell peppers sort of than anything else. We also opted for the Lao options because I love Thai food, but I wanted to try something new. And we had the Pod Ki Mao, which are the widest noodles I've ever seen. Very delicious with delicious lemongrass and cilantro flavors. Uh, we also tried two of the curries, which were somewhat different from Thai curry in that they're a little bit lighter mm -hmm. and can be quite spicy. We asked for one spicy and one medium spicy. Was there a market difference in the medium spicy to the spicy? Um, the spicy was believably spicy. I'm Korean okay. and I don't think anything's actually all that spicy on that as but this was as advertised. It actually was So people should know it actually it was, was spicy. No, 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 no. Yes. I, I believed okay. them after after right. it came. Right. Um, but they were both delicious. The ingredients are extremely fresh. I thought the vegetables were very crisp and delicious. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that we loved, uh, my husband and his parents and our friends, we all loved universally was this banana leaf wrapped mock pa, oh, the fish, which is, we, we were sorry that the banana leaf was so small. We wanted a much larger banana leaf wrapping the <laughs> piece of fish that was inside because everybody universally enjoyed that. I was really surprised by how good the fried banana with the ice cream oh, yes. was. And you know, it just says with ice cream, so I guess I just I just hadn't really thought it through. It was this coconut ice cream. Mitchell's. It was so right, it was the Mitchell's it was the Mitchell's ice cream, but then they drizzled the honey on it and I mm -hmm. hadn't counted on how the honey would crystallize in the ice cream on that. The coating on the banana was so crispy, and the hot banana with the cold ice cream. And it, it goes great with Riesling, by the way. So good. <laughs> great with so Riesling. Good. And do you feel like this is a value spot? Definitely, mm -hmm. definitely, especially by comparison with some of the other Thai restaurants in the city. It's it's very affordable. We had a huge amount of food for the six of us, and I thought it was, it was worth the toll to cross the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> to get it. All right, Mark, this is your mm -hmm. spot. Give us a quick wrap-up. It's a value proposition with bright, bold flavors, and if you're willing to brave East Oakland, it's a, <laughs> just a delightful, delightful place. All right, Mian. It's an opportunity for a new adventure with plenty of fresh ingredients and charming servers. Okay, and Beth. And we found our new place when we're heading home from the Oakland Airport. Uh, a great stop, I'd do takeout rather than eat there, um, but we'll be back. All right, if you would like to try Soak Savan, it's on International between 19th and 20th in Oakland. The telephone number is 510-533-6021. It's open every day for lunch and dinner. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $15. Well, I have to thank my guests on this week's show. Beth Gaussman revealed an elegant twist on comfort food at Maverick. Mian Park introduced us to Izakaya Yuzuki and fine Japanese food, tapas style. Mark Baum took us to Asia with Lao and Thai food at Sok Savan. Don't forget that you can go to our website at kqed.org slash check please to add your comments on today's show. You'll find more details on all the restaurants featured and you can watch a segment or download a whole show. You can read my notes on the wines we're drinking today from Bernardus Winery, including Sauvignon Blanc from Monterey County. And don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. And cheers to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. 
For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by WineLuxury.com. From laptop to cell phone, Wine Luxury provides a fresh perspective into new Epicurean experiences. Wine and Dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check Please Bay Area and Wine Luxury's events and membership program. WineLuxury.com, celebrating the wine lifestyle. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the all-new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's Vehicle Donation Program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars. KQED television production 